0: welcome to another episode of no plans to merge i'm your host caleb porzio and i'm today, your other host daniel how do we caleb do we do a podcast together it's hard to say yeah seems like you're trying well, to do a podcast alone well no so
1: i was gonna say today's episode is brought to you by expecting that you would go after which is silly mm. that's on me but but i wouldn't leave you out i just wouldn't mm. Mm.
0: Um, um i'm your other host daniel colborn
1: daniel colborn um who
0: well, today's episode is brought to uh, us by Eno Hammocks, I think. Eno Hammocks. Actually, I'm going camping right after this.
1: That's why it's sponsored by Eno.
0: Yeah, but I'm going camping in a tent.
1: Okay, I think so. I, I have
0: two ideas for topics today. Oh, dude, I'm full of them. Oh, you got ideas too. I don't know. See, we used back in the old days, we had a podcast called 20% Time. Never heard of it. And that was mostly a podcast about complaining about clients, if you recall. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, I'm in a, I'm in a fit of peak right now, um, where I it's not really a complaint about a client. It's just a complaint about like the winds of project velocity have all come together, where like all the dependencies that I've been waiting on have all been delivered at once oh. at 4 p.m. on Friday <laughs> as I'm trying to go camping. And Um, I have to record a podcast. (laughs) It's just a lot of hurry up and wait over here. So that's not really a topic. I just wanted to get that out of the way.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad we got that out of the way.
0: Yeah. How are you? Uh, I like your um, sort of Indigo Montoya uh, situation you got going on over there. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, Hannah, (laughs) we're sitting in bed yesterday and she says, she's like, it's like a third eyebrow. She's like, I can't see it. She, I can't unsee it.
0: All I see is a third eyebrow. It is a third eyebrow. It's the eyebrow of the mouth. The eyebrow of the mouth. And the mouth um, is the eye of the gut. Oh wow. Hmm.
1: Indeed. Yeah. So I, I'm going full stash. Yeah. yeah. And this is actually a little less because you, I got the stubble coming in. Mm-hmm.
0: You got a little stubble. But, yeah. Uh, it really ties the room together. Yeah.
1: But we went. We had a. We went to like a '70s murder mystery. Tour bus, cr- booze cruise thing.
0: Yeah, it was combining a lot of things. Yeah, you definitely look like the guy at the booze cruise who has the cocaine.
1: Yeah, so you know there saying? actually was a guy at this booze cruise with cocaine. He handed okay. out, um, like you could go up to him and like buy pixie sticks off of him. Oh, yeah. interesting and Exciting. like smarties and stuff. That's a good booze um, cruise. He's the he's the drug dealer who was at the murder. But he scene. was just selling
0: actual sugar.
1: Yeah, he was just streets. selling candy, but he was like gotcha. an actor who kept like trying to sell everybody drugs. Um, uh-huh. It was very fun, but anyway. So I I I just uh, shaved all my beard into a mustache,
0: and and I, I kept it because it's it's fun. funny because we, we we got on the Zoom call and I just immediately started laughing and said save it for the show. So
1: yeah, this is this is it. But you know what's interesting. I'm I'm eating a cheese stick guys. I'm sorry about this. My my you, brain's I, yeah, I was watching here. you like while recording the podcast a just stick. start
0: putting cheese in your mouth.
1: Not a good food to eat while podcasting. Mm-hmm. But so I'm try- now that the listener knows I have to be super careful about not making cheese smacking noises. <laughs> Even though my cheeks are full of cheese.
0: <laughs> There's very few clean ways out of that situation.
1: <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I'm just swallowing it whole. hmm Daniel. Yep. Mustache. Oh. Mustache. So I've been getting a lot of compliments. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. have we talked about I think we talked did we talk about this last last week? We did when we were talking about my glasses. My mm-hmm. glow in the dark glasses. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm so now I'm getting even more shock compliments. I, I'm just looking more and more ridiculous every day.
0: You yeah. Know? Well, the hair it's funny is getting longer, the glasses I, are getting weirder. <laughs> I left that recording. Mm -hmm. about the glasses and i left the house went to see a friend and that friend was wearing new clear glasses okay yeah And i was like dude this is now i gotta explain that i do a podcast and like i have this friend named caleb and he's got some glasses and it's a whole situation yeah i was like i just did 10 minutes on clear glasses
2: yeah (laughs) i'd like to
0: talk to you about your glasses but i'm all i'm all full up on glasses talk um, you know, it's yeah. actually
1: worse with this mustache at first. I, now I'm like, you know, it doesn't look that ridiculous. Like, it's noticeable, you know? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a guy with a mustache. You are. Uh, but there's people in my life who are very close to me who, like, mm-hmm. didn't say anything. And it yeah. just kind of showed me that they're not...
0: That they're fake friends.
1: They're fake friends. Exactly. Like, if you don't say anything to me, mm-hmm. that means that, like, you think... That I'm doing this for fashion and you don't want to offend me or something. Yep. Whatever reason you don't say anything to me. Yeah. You're
0: not real. Yeah, it's the elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room. Are you going to
1: address it or not? At least give me a fake compliment and say, nice mustache. Yeah. You can also laugh Mm -hmm. because... If you know me well enough, you're totally welcome to just start laughing. I mean, it's just, That's probably it's just a just shocking thing, thing you know, I want to
0: hear. When you expect a guy to look one way and then he, he, and then shows, he shows up with a mustache. With mustache. Mustaches are funny. I've Dude, had a mustache many funny. times. I've been a mustache guy a lot. Yeah. Um, you have been a
1: mustache guy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, totally. and it's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mustaches funny. are funny. I I'm really digging it, and I also like, and I mean this. I now understand why people say like mustaches are manly. Oh, yeah. I feel more manly with a mustache yeah. than without
0: one. Mm-hmm. For real. Well, I mean, I don't it's know the, why. Man, the manliest thing you can do is just walk around with a bit on your face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're just <laughs> doing a bit about it, dude.
1: 24-7. <laughs> Seeing like, I guess I haven't like seen my jawline in probably eight
0: yeah. years. Like, well, You just want to like raise an eyebrow all the time with a mustache. Like, hmm? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> He <laughs> just
1: saw you. <laughs> you know, though. Yeah. Like, I literally haven't seen my face since yeah. I started dating Hannah. Mm-hmm. Like it's been—it's probably been ten years.
0: Yeah, dude, I have the scraggliest of beards right now. Like I'm insanely yeah, you got scraggly. Scrabble. You
1: yeah. know what you should do? Reverse mm. mustache. Mmm,
0: the it's like the, shock the, the Amish there. thing. Yes. Yeah. You should do that. I should do that.
1: It pairs really well with a scraggly beard. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. They love it. The Amish. They do. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah so All there right. that is, was our Daniel. that was our facial hair segment um right. yep mm-hmm. what what were your other topics uh
1: i have two i want to talk about camping oh god i know that's our only topic i know and i want to talk about but i have a deep tech tech topic that
0: uh-huh. is good um live it's wear. been it's been <laughs> months since we had a deep tech topic, i know so but
1: this is a good one because i actually we also, have it like, feels like
0: i barely know you kayla we haven't done this podcast in forever i know i where have, are i mean you? I, I changed my face yeah since... you changed your whole face your whole vibe yeah
1: <laughs> yeah everything's different now mm-hmm. um daniel mm-hmm. so we got that and we have well just i'll tease this have you ever gotten the corrupt payload exception in Livewire? Mm, i don't know you must have
0: if you haven't is, wait yeah, yeah that's when wire. it like mismatches the hash right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i've definitely corrupt checksum or whatever yeah it yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you've got that right yep and it's times. like the worst mm-hmm. it's okay. an undiagnosable problem yeah
1: so i'm working on it well um, i've
0: diagnosed it before it just takes days right
1: right you can diagnose it I, but i want to make it stupid simple mm-hmm. um and that's i think is a fun topic to talk about like the constraints and how we could make it like a really cool experience and i want your okay. opinion on because i i kind of you know i've been hacking on it today whatever so we got tech, we got library, we got camping. Do you have anything that we need to get we need to get into?
0: Um, I thought I did we could touch on GraphQL
2: GraphQL. We don't need to.
0: Yeah, let's <laughs> every, everyone knows about GraphQL. We don't need to talk about it. Are you into it? Kind of, but like kind of not. Are you using it? Yeah, I'm using it. Okay. The I mean, today's my last day on the project where I'm using it. But um but it's interesting the best thing about it is that it's self-documenting
1: okay um speak to me
0: like if you have a graphql endpoint yeah that endpoint has like queries and mutations right yep so like you can query things you can mutate things Yep. those queries and mutations like <clears throat> are typed and documented and like tell you like what are acceptable things to pass to them and right, like right, they right. do all their own validation and they do all their own like uh yeah. whatever so like i have this app i'm working on where like i don't control the back end i only control the front end yeah and like it's dope because i just using like altair or graphical or any of these like graphql like front ends yeah i just load up the endpoint and i like can just dig through the docs right. for like the whole there's no word documentation. There's no written documentation. No, no, no. But the things have comments. Like, like oh. each each little query has like a little description, oh, that's and nice. like, a, and then each type huh. has a little description, and then each little thing is like this. Where is that screened. generated from? the you know, so my experience so it's like with, generated on the back end when you're like defining your stuff. Okay. But like then it's like accessible through the same place that the actual you, right. thing is accessible from. So it'd be like if you like if you had like a a rest api right Mm -hmm. yeah and then like uh your thing was like i'm gonna get like a list of users right it's like a users.index or whatever right yeah and like if you like along with being able to hit that users.index and return users Mm -hmm. you could also like hit it with a different method that was like tell me about yourself and it's like well i returned users this is the shape of them this is like what's what you're going to get back this is like the shape of stuff that you're gonna get back and then this thing's going to be an integer and this thing so it's like all the api documentation you look up on like stripes website or whatever yeah where they're like this is the shape of the object you're going to get back from here and this is going to be an integer and this is going to be a string and this is going to be whatever all that's just kind of like baked right into right
1: but there and maybe you just said this but there's no like paragraph that's written
0: by a human. no but there can be there can be okay yeah yeah and in several cases on this app there are
1: yeah, I I see what you're saying and I think I agree with you. I my only experience with it is GitHub's GraphQL API that I use quite often and they have their GraphQL API explorer which is really nice because yeah. you you know you're working with the actual thing. It's graphical, cool, but then you can copy the query and paste it in and you're good to go. Um which is cool. And everything what you see is what you get. Like everything that's a possibility is right there. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Um they lack descriptions. They lack a lot like it's so nice sort of i think it's very nice going back to their rest api because it's fully documented Mm -hmm. um like hand documented Mm -hmm. and i feel kind of strongly about that but mitch feels like extremely strongly that he's like what is this garbage i have to you know like sort through their stupid thing and i don't know like what's just a relic of a past design i don't know I, i need like a human to curate what I should do like I need Mm -hmm. an API guide you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather but you know but I like it because I pop it open and I can I can play
0: so I don't know how I would feel about this if this was a public API okay you know but this is a private API this is like in an app yeah so like it's and like this is very much like uh my last two projects have been like throw it over the wall projects where I didn't touch the back end I only touched the front end code okay um so this project and the project before were both like, you write JavaScript. You're a JavaScript developer. Yep. Somebody else writes PHP. Um, and so in that situation where like I'm like, Max, stop eating out of the trash, buddy. Um sorry. It's good. <laughs> in that situation, but there's fruit um, roll-ups. It's really nice to be able to just like he says he's updated the thing. I need to like yeah. real quick check that the thing is valid. I just yeah. go and I see like all the acceptable types and all the acceptable responses and all the, you know, and it's like, yep. oh yeah, that is the thing I asked for. And like, it's there documented in the API. Yep. And I know that the documentation is right because the documentation is never out of sync,
2: hmm.
0: you know? So that yep. type of stuff is kind of cool and interesting if you're like collaborating with a backend team. Yep. Yep, that I could being see said, that. I could see that. Being the, times, the times of Daniel doing JavaScript only, front-end only work are coming to an end what is today this? is the last day of my project wednesday i start a two-week live wire engagement um okay on one of my like mentoring clients has a is in the middle of a big livewire rewrite of an old like procedural php app okay um and they're pretty far along they just need a little help to get it done sweet um, and so it's like kind of two weeks and then we'll see where it goes from there. So that's pretty sick. I've also got like two client calls on Monday with like potential clients. I was like scared for a second because I didn't have anything lined up after this. Yep. I was like real nervous. And then things appeared.
1: Dude, that's great news. And it is great that you're going to be hopping on the LiveWire train. <sighs> I cannot wait, dude. Love it. Love
0: to see it. You. Deco. What we don't like, what we don't like is an old React app with a very opinionated folder structure. Yep. We don't like that. We don't like that. We do like. You don't like that. Neither do mm-hmm. I. It was, it's a, it's like atomic design type vibes. So there's like, there's a folder called, uh, so there's a folder called modules yep. and then inside of modules, there's like
1: submodules. Sub modules.
0: No, there's like profile or whatever. Yeah. And then within profile, there's pages, organisms, molecules, and atoms. Oh,
1: actually, like
0: atomic. Uh And then there's a a folder called shared react, which is things that are like Mm. shared across the different modules. And then inside that, there's pages, organisms, molecules, and atoms. So then all the time, you not only have to decide, is the component I'm making a molecule or an organism? Yeah you then also need to decide is this going to eventually be shared it may eventually be shared it's not shared now do i yeah. put it here for now and then we'll move it later if it ever gets shared it's mm-hmm. it was a wild like folder structure mm. but we got it done well almost there's a couple of dependencies that well, i yeah am getting the during gates, this during right. this podcast recording. yeah exactly right yeah
1: yep that's great news deco
0: yeah the the s3 bucket doesn't exist caleb oh boy yeah wouldn't you believe it
1: um you gotta make it exist
0: well no it does exist it's just the url we're wrong Mm. the url we're wrong no problem
1: AWS, you know easy peasy
0: Mm -hmm. easy peasy easy peasy easy peasy easy peasy easy peasy
1: daniel should we do so it's usually like good form for us to do the non-tech topic first
0: yeah, 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 because then the people who want the tech topic have to sit through some life stuff,
1: right? Or the people who want, you know, who, who aren't my dad. My dad's listening. Yeah, he can just turn be it off. Like, yeah, he gets to turn it off after. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also, cool. yeah. So we, oh, but but you one, know, we're already kind of on the tech. Like maybe we just go right into it.
0: One tiny nine topic. Yeah. Tiny nine topic is uh, I have at long last after a lot of trying completed the quest dragon slayer 2 in old school runescape
1: whoa okay so you're gonna have to walk me through this because i don't remember anything about that
0: okay so when you played runescape there was a quest called dragon slayer okay uh i don't even remember that you had to kill a dragon called elvarg yep um it it allowed you to buy the rune plate body you couldn't get a rune plate body until you had completed dragon slayer 2 okay Wait, is this um, or sorry, the Dragon reason One.
1: that... No, this isn't the reason that the... What's the Silverlight sword exists? No, that, that was for something That's like else. way noob, right?
0: Yeah. yeah Silver is new. for killing uh, demons or something. Okay. Um, anyway, cool. Dragon Slayer 1 was like the hardest free-to-play quest back in the day. Yeah. It was hard. Everyone worked up to it. In 2017, uh, they released a giant... Difficult ass quest called Dragon Slayer Two. This hmm. is the sequel to Dragon Slayer, hmm. and oh my god, it's so hard! You have to kill all kinds of dragons, including two like bespoke bosses that are just for this quest. That have like multiple phases where wow. they use different types of attacks. You have to switch your prayers constantly yeah. to like you know do all this stuff. You're const like both of the bosses in this quest. I died. 30 times each two, and each time you die it costs you 100k so what? yeah so i i probably burned like six mil of dude of in-game currency where are you
1: getting this money are you buying mil tell just no no, just no, no admit, i'm not buying gold i was right now i was
0: ru- i was bone running for money for a little bit did i tell big you about bones? my bone running days big bones uh dragon bones dragon bones yeah so people will use the altar in the player owned houses to train their prayer because you get an xp bonus for training Mm -hmm. prayer yep um and so there was a service uh it was basically a clan chat in game where like people would pay you to like run bones for them and like you could make like three mil an hour it was like crazy
1: that's crazy
0: daniel i I need you to answer something honestly have you ever bought money i've never bought money i've Never. never sold money either really yeah i used to bought and stuff but i never like i can't imagine selling
1: money because the amount because i've never like amassed any big amount of money so if i had a mill i'd be like why would i sell this for five dollars i'd yeah. much rather buy it for five dollars
0: <laughs> uh so what so is the going you think rate a mil, for a if million if a mill is skating. five dollars you're a, a mill's like 50 cents dude
1: that's crazy when i was yeah. in into it it was five bucks a yeah mil.
0: no like uh a bill
1: and is, just for the listener, this is all, like, you can't buy money in RuneScape. This is all back channels. Well, that's
0: stuff. not totally true. You can buy bonds and sell them for money. For cash? Uh, sorry, no, you can buy bonds for cash.
1: How? In RuneScape, you can pay money to get bonds? Uh-huh. Like, I could put my credit card in?
0: Yeah, so RuneScape will sell you bonds Huh. that you can use to do membership, to, like, add membership to an account. Oh, Okay. So that's what a bond is. But a bond is an in-game item that can be exchanged for one month of membership. Okay. And so you can sell bonds on the Grand Exchange. Oh. So you can buy bonds for cash and then sell them on the Grand Exchange. That's pretty At that cool. rate, it's oh. like, at that rate, it actually is Dude. like five bucks a mil. Right. Okay. So it's very so I mean, expensive. That's not bad. I think a bond is like $11 or something. I forget exactly. Okay. And then it sells for like five mil oh wait dude like this that. is
1: nuts this is crazy
0: um so i guess that's like two bucks a mil but yeah. on the black market a mil is 50 cents okay a bill is like or i guess it's like 60 cents because a bill is like 600 bucks
2: okay yeah
1: yeah man yeah man
0: runescape bro
2: Ooh. runescape Ooh. so anyway that's so
1: cool that you still play i, well, I what i've it.
2: been
0: doing because it's been an insanely busy week so i've had like no time yeah and what i've been doing is like I'll get done with everything, then I'll put in like half an hour of trying to kill these dragons at the end of the night, Mm -hmm. and I'll just die and lose millions of GP, and then I'll go to bed sad. (laughs) And I've been doing that for like a week of just like trying to kill these dragons, dying, losing lots of money, going to bed sad. Finally killed the dragons.
1: Congratulations, Um, Daniel.
0: And the, the thing that killing those dragons does for me is it allows me to... Access this boss Vorcath whenever I want, and he has very valuable drops. And so, if I am able to get good enough to kill him consistently, you can make you can loot. make like ten mil an hour killing this boss. Wow, Daniel. Yeah. Um.
1: RuneScape. Oh, was I was going to ask. I was just going to ask game. you something. It, it is a great game. You're still playing it, which is crazy. Yep. To me, do you play with what?
0: friends? Uh so I did so here's the drama my bone running clan that I was yeah. in was yep. they were great friends. Okay. We were all having a blast just running bones, talking in the clan chat, hanging out. Yep. The clan got banned. No. Yeah, because turns out the owner of the clan was using bots to stand at the GE and advertise our bone running mm. services. So he got banned, all of his accounts got chain banned he lost something like 15 bill. Um, and uh, yeah, so he got banned. And so the the clan just fell apart. So now that, now I don't, I mean, I'm still in a discord with those people, but like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't really talk to them in discord. So no, I mostly just play RuneScape kind of like by myself at the end of the night.
1: Yep. It's a great game. That's awesome, dude. It is a great game. I've never cared about a game more. I've haven't, few things in life I've cared about more than I did about
0: RuneScape. Yeah. Anyway, I've things. completed Dragon Slayer 2. Good for you, dude. I'm 30 years old and I've completed Dragon Slayer 2.
1: And you don't look a day over 29.
2: <gasps> ah.
0: It's good. It's good. I've been playing well, if you don't count the like 15 years in the middle where I didn't play Old School RuneScape, I've been playing Old School RuneScape for like 18 to 20 years.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Basically
0: I played it for like three or four years and then I didn't play it for like 15 years and then now I play it again. Are you into Minecraft? No, not at all. Not at all? I mean I've sat down and tried to get into Minecraft. For a while I tried to like put Minecraft in that slot of like late at night I'm just going to mess around with Minecraft. Right. I don't get it.
2: Mm.
0: It just doesn't like... I'm like okay I have a house. Uh, They can't kill me in my house now. I've got a workbench. Like I yep. dug like a cool little tunnel system under my house to dig mm-hmm. in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But what am I going, what am I working towards here? What am yeah. I doing?
1: Yeah, I, I could get that. I, I feel that way too at times. Yep. I mean, you work, it's the, mm, I mean, you're working towards other fantasies you have. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be able to, I mean, there are things like there's uh, elytra wings. You can like, basically you can have wings and fly you like you hold fireworks and you just shoot off the fireworks while you have the wings on and you it's like propelled flight Yeah, that's Um, cool but you have to you know you have to get to the end there's like a you know there's like a campaign sort of thing trying to get to the the end and uh, defeating the dragon monster guy and whatnot Mm -hmm. and that's where you know so that that's a thing and that takes you places to get that stuff to do that so my
0: thing in runescape is kind of similar it's like you have to kind of define your own goal yeah, because otherwise it's yeah, just yeah. RuneScape grind. is
1: the same way, I guess. Except the nice thing about RuneScape is that there's an economy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that true. that's the. So key So there's thing. always wealth. That's always a goal. Yep,
1: exactly. And um, that's that was my yeah. That's where yeah, I learned like that. I love economies.
0: <laughs> my current my current goal in RuneScape uh, is that I want to get um, max ranged gear and get ninety nine okay. range. So, so that's like my current goal. Yeah, dude, so that's wild. I've... It requires a lot of money, and to get a lot of money, since I can't run bones anymore, I have to get into bossing. Um, and so I needed to get the ability to kill Vorcath and the ability to kill Vorkath required Dragon Slayer 2. Dragon Slayer 2 had so many requirements, which I knocked out, and then eventually got to Dragon Slayer 2, and now eventually completed Dragon Slayer 2. So now I can kill Vorkath.
2: Yeah.
1: Dude, being good at video games is too much work. I admire it the, I admire those who do. Yeah. I admire you for doing it, but yeah. that's a lot of work, man. It's a lot that's of work. so much freaking work.
0: Yeah, but it's like I think um, I think it fits my brain really well, because mm. it's like such a grindy video game that you can just do anything Grindiest. else while you're doing it.: Yeah, you know, like yeah, so like I'll just be sitting on the couch with Charlotte watching TV. And just in the mining guild, just mining or you know, whatever. Like Yeah, yeah. It's like a half a brain I'm not great at games that require like a medium amount of focus. I either need it to require all of my focus. Yeah. Or none of my focus.
1: Somebody I literally was in a conversation with somebody this week and they said, I bet Daniel like I don't even remember why this came up and why you came up. I'm not gonna tell you who it was, but this person kind of knows you and was like, I bet Daniel's the way I bet he like doesn't like i I bet he's the kind of guy who like wouldn't tolerate like grinding in video games and i was like oh let me tell you you are you couldn't be
0: more wrong yeah he'll grind (laughs) he will grind yeah no i'll Um, grind i'm a grinder actually i don't like video games that don't let you grind yeah what's um because like some games they'll like kind of time not really time you out but like they'll they some games are like built to anti-grind you know i mean isn't like i well, feel like anim- animal crossing is like anti-grinding
1: animal crossing is anti-grind yes yeah it's nerfed in the grind it's ner- they
0: nerfed grinding and that's why it sucks yeah And that's why it's not a real video game yeah yep um that is a yeah.
1: great example and just perfect example yep yep
0: Good i work. used to play when i was a real degenerate yeah, uh, i played a lot of rust which is the most degenerate video game in the world
1: yeah mitch and that is and a game my, my that other buddy john were like grind heavy into
0: it you like can grind and the great thing about rust is like if you really like grinding don't worry the grind resets every week
1: yep <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's pretty wild um, I grind temporarily and then mm-hmm. I get burnt out in the grind. I love grinding. Like you well, can And that's the, my other like, thing with
0: RuneScape is like I stop playing RuneScape for months at a time. Like yeah. I'll complete a goal and then be like cool. I'm gonna fuck off now. And yeah. then like one day I'll be like alright time to fire up the grind cannons. <laughs> yep. Let's go.
1: Yeah it's I mean it's really the grinding is the enjoyable part. Yeah. Uh, like that kitten video game I was tell- you know the catnip game mm-hmm. like the
0: paperclip mm-hmm. game like that's pure grind like it's all grind
1: it's the whole thing is just grinding
0: i found a thing and that's called fun. melvor idol which is like an like an idol game kind of like universal paperclips yeah but it's based on runescape really so you set it mining well, I mean, and it, it'll in just in like here. afk mine for you and Wait, then you'll in come RuneScape? back no not in Runescape. what's it called melvor melvor idol yeah i okay. find it i did it
1: auto so it's got mining
0: smithing runecrafting it's got all the same skills sure. it's got like mithril adamant runite it's literally pretty cool. just runescape but it's yeah. like you set it to like what is the skill you want to be doing and it's like right. mining Does iron use
1: ore runescape uh scales like what do you mean like is it is it kind of like as if you just had an auto clicker on like a yep. rune stone so like yes. the timelines are kind of similar like how you level yep. up so
0: things take like yep xp scales everything's like that
1: It's cool so you could probably uncover some efficiencies like mm-hmm. through this game discover yeah like, and oh, it's
0: like playing an iron man though because there's no ge yeah right so you can't just buy whatever you need <clears throat> yep. so if you need to ge do is the smithing, worst thing that ever happened to if you need to do smithing you have to mine all the ore first. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Yep, so, it's interesting. that
1: um, the Grand exchange, exchange should not exist, and there should be, or there should be something called older school Runescape. That's, there is. It's
0: called Iron Man mode. No way, really? You, you can just play a character in Iron Man mode, which means so there's but three hardcore are you modes
1: in worlds with other people. I don't, it, You're as in worlds with exi- other
0: people, but mm-hmm. you you can't trade. Okay, and you get that a special sucks. designation next if to your you can't name trade, in
1: chat. Then, what's the point?
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You I mean that is you Iron Man. Still
1: play but the I, game? Well, but you trade, have to get all. I guess of your what own I'm things. saying is the Grand Exchange removed the
0: concept of merchanting, basically. Oh, merching! Yeah, of like selling coal at the yeah, Vaultor like Bank. Yeah,
1: buying and selling at a profit. Buying. Yeah, like that's to me. What, I mean, that's that's what that's what I got stuck on and mm-hmm. just got mm-hmm. so into. And that's why I, know I like leveled up a bunch at first and then I just stopped leveling up because I just started just merging. Just was all into the merging big time. Hell yeah. And dude, it was like the best lesson in economics ever.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <sighs> Merching.
0: Merching. But yeah, there's three modes. There's Iron Man, which is just you can't trade. Okay. You can no GE, no trading with players. Then there's uh, Hardcore Iron Man, which okay. is you can't trade and you can't die. So if, like you, if die, you die, you, you die. If you, if you die in the game, <laughs> if you die in you the game, you die per- in real life. <laughs> that's <crazy>. uh, No. <laughs> if you die... You lose the whole account. If your character dies, ever- you don't lose the whole account, but you stop just being like- hardcore Iron Man. Oh, you okay. You just become okay. a regular Iron Man. Gotcha. Dude, um, dude that's crazy. Um, and then there's Ultimate Iron Man, which is uh, you're an Iron Man and you can't use banks. So you have to keep everything in your inventory all the time, hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Because... Uh, so what people will do is there's a looting bag that you can use in the wilderness to like loot things Hmm. um so people will like jump into the wilderness drop a bunch of things fill their looting bag and jump back out of the wilderness um see that's crazy there's people who there's a guy who does like a pvp world only hardcore iron man so he only plays in pvp worlds Mm -hmm. and he's a hardcore so he's never died and he's just maxed his account so he, I mean, that's thousands of hours of playing Runescape without dying in PvP worlds. It's crazy. Dude, People are crazy insane. about this game. People are crazy, man. And you like, that's the type of shit. It's like you just define your own goal and go for yep. it. You know? Yep.
1: but it's hard to, even just saying that, it's hard to express. It's hard to express to, to someone who's never played it how difficult it is to get 99 on even one skill. It's so hard.
0: Well, like, the, and th- this is the crazy thing, is it's the exponential rate of experience Halfway to ninety nine is level ninety two.
1: Yeah. Right. Yes. Isn't that that's yeah. dude? It's crazy. So ni- when that's you hit why level ninety two. So
0: you're halfway to ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. You can get to forty overnight. You can get, you, know. you can get to forty in an hour in
1: any skill. <laughs> and then, but yeah, beyond that, oof. Yeah. So oof, Daniel. That was Runescape hour. That was Runescape hour. Love it. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm.
0: Camping. You want to talk camping?
1: I mean, I, I want. I want to talk camping and you want to talk yeah. camping and tech. Yeah.
0: Which one do you want to talk first? You decide. Well, I like your idea that we keep the hard tech talk up to the end so that your dad can stop listening.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and we don't even have to cover camping, you know. But now that you know that we, I mean, I'm camping stink. right after this, right? So, so your camp, basically, like. I've been camping a bunch. Oh, and I also bought a house. I don't know that if we need to even talk oh, about it. Oh, right, that. right, did I, did
0: right, I tell right. You How's that? the house? You told me you were gonna buy a house. You told me you put in an offer. Right. We we got the house, so we we bought a house. Sick house, dude. Yeah. So that When happened. do you move into the house? October. October. Early October. October.
1: So yeah. It's gonna be great. Cool. Daniel. hmm Um yeah, yeah. So I think the last podcast we recorded before I went on a camping excursion fishing thing right like mm-hmm. we didn't talk about spear fishing or anything like
0: that right nope okay, we whatever. talked about you bought a spear
1: okay yeah well i got a fish with it like a nice fish which is pretty cool but whatever i just thought like we should cover camping because i think like i camp a lot you camp a lot and like i have a lot of like gear opinions and reviews and like fun stuff i don't know i just figured like daniel's yeah. camping
0: i'm camping we should i so i i can compare camp- notes real low tech i don't yep. have a lot of gear Here's the important things that I have. I can run through them all by myself. So yeah. the camping today, I'm going with Charlotte and Max. So this is tent camping. Oh, nice. So this is not like me and my boys camping. Yeah. This is me and Charlotte and Max are yeah. camping. Um, so this is a tent that we bought from Field and Stream a mm-hmm. while back that is a fine tent. Yeah. Um, some, some pads, some sleeping bags. Uh, I have a little inflatable pillow. That I really like. Yep. uh I, I imagine Charles is going to bring just a normal pillow. Yeah. um And then uh I always
1: bring a normal pillow now. Uh-huh. And if I like even backpack, mm-hmm. like mountain backpacking, I I like cut a pillow in half. Really. And just bring that because I've messed you know, I mean, in my early camping days as a young buck, you just no pillow, no pillow, just clothes and stuff yeah, and whatever a hoodie. Yes. Um, then I graduated to the inflatable pillow, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice, but there's nothing like a real pillow, that's especially true. with my neck stuff. That's been yep. my excuse that like, oh, I kind of have to because I can't really risk waking up with a tweak, you know, mm-hmm. um, but my, our, my uncle, Hannah's Uncle Dan, Uncle Dan, mm-hmm. he legendary guy, Uncle Dan, he backpacks with two pillows. <laughs> like now, is two? this the type
0: of guy who tell you you're doing pushups wrong?
1: Yes well what do you mean he's the nicest person ever he would never tell you that
0: isn't he the one who was telling people they were doing he, push-ups wrong
1: well sort of he's the guy who was just like hey you yeah. would want to know right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like
0: yeah. it like hurt him inside
1: to correct someone but like uh-huh. he knew that i would want to know so you're he doing didn't them wrong right no though <laughs> there's was a whole we talked about this We ta- it's on the, the same reason that you're it's, nobody it's came to your wedding yeah. It's the same reason that everybody got offended and didn't come to bush at Night because we tried to build chatbots.
0: <laughs> but chatbots are really like don't yeah don't don't apply don't, them to anything. Don't apply them to anything. So <laughs> you think it's gonna be cool? You fuck everything up. Yeah yeah. No one comes to your wedding. Everyone hates you. Yeah
1: so there's chap no uncle dan right so uncle dan is the guy who you know he just like outperforms everybody in everything but never like wears it you know Mm -hmm. he's just real like low-key about it all but and so backpacking because he's just so much more like fit and disciplined by like two or three times than any other human Mm -hmm. he just brings these pillows (laughs) and they're huge and heavy (laughs) and he like straddles them to the top of his backpack and I just think it's hilarious. He's just oh, like, yeah. I will rough it to the nth degree and climb whatever and do whatever, but I will not sleep without a nice pillow. Hell yeah. Which I think is hilarious. It's so, legit. There's that. But so I've taken a note from that. It's like, I just, just bring a pillow. That's yeah. what makes camping nice, mm-hmm. is having a pillow. Sleeping bag, I still, you know, sleeping bag, camping pad, but pillow. Yeah. Inflatable so, camping pad, Daniel. That's really important. camping pad.
0: Uh, that's not what we have. What do you have? We Just have the, like the the, foam? the kind yeah. of like eggshell uh foam ones that fold into a little brick.
1: Oh, oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I they're a little better shell. than
1: Oh, like the, the, the divots or, Sorry, egg cartons. Like egg carton. Egg carton. Style. Egg carton. Yeah, yeah, right, right.
0: So they're better than like the rolled up right. closed cell foam foam cuz they yep. have like a little air pocket situation yes. in them. But it's like a
1: Therm-a-Rest uh i know exactly what you're talking about
0: but they're not as good as the inflatable ones i haven't because i don't sleep on the ground that much i'm usually a tent a right, hammock yeah, guy right 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 right
1: these change the game for us though like we messed with like big car camping inflatable mattresses and then of course those for like backpacking and stuff but now we just each have backpacking inflatable pads they inflate mm-hmm. to like three inches mm-hmm. and i use those for everything we both do all like all the time we use them all the time they're great Like you don't even need more than that ever, Mm -hmm. you know, to be comfortable, Mm -hmm. which is cool. That's like, that's a good camping hack for those listening. It's like, don't go, don't be the silly goose with the huge air mattress, especially if you're going with your partner, because you're going to like move in the middle of the night and then like your whole night is spent just like moving each other every time you Mm -hmm. move and it's just stupid. And then you got to like be the dope who carries it to the bathhouse to pump it up like just that. get these little, you know, breath inflatable mats.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um do it. Yeah, so that's this is just going to be like tents, pads, sleeping yep. bags, cool. pillows. We're going to have a, we have this little uh screw thing that you can tie a tether to for Max. Yep. So yep, he'll yep. be tethered. Um he's going to sleep in the tent, I think. But uh when we're not in the tent he'll be tethered um and then yeah and then that's basically it that's cool cooler food we have a little camp stove that takes a propane yeah what kind of camp can
1: is it like burners or a grill top or what it's like two burners right coleman like classic coleman classic thing yeah yep that i uh tip here daniel if you're interesting interested the i did that for a while but i'm like this sucks because i don't have a grill top mm-hmm. you know like you want to grill like sausage burgers chicken vegetables yeah. so, right like most yeah, of what you want to eat is like
0: a cast iron
1: okay right which is a whole thing and super yeah. heavy mm-hmm. solution there's a coleman grill that has a burner on the left and a grill top on the right and It's the same exact
0: size nice
1: and it's just like fixed everything for me. We use it as our primary grill at home like mm-hmm. all the time. We just yeah. like had the burner frying fish fries yesterday and mm-hmm. then like vegetables on the grill top. So,
0: um and then my personal setup when I'm camping with the yep. homies is just Eno hammock, Eno bug net, you know, yep. sill fly. Cool. Um the good straps paracord in case i need it for something in that setup yep and then my little inflatable pillow and then my sleeping bag technically sleeping bags in a tent in a hammock you're not getting maximum benefit because you compress the sleeping bag between your butt and the hammock so if it's really cold you'll be cold but i haven't i don't really camp when it's really cold so okay but if i did i would need to get like an underskirt yep the quilt but i don't so um
1: yeah do you have like what do you use for food like a little pocket rocket thing what do you mean like one of those little like mini propane tanks that have the burner that you screw directly into the top
0: oh no no, no. we usually just bring the, the stove
1: oh the coleman stove yeah oh so With you're not hands. like hiking in anywhere
0: no, we, we are, but you often, we'll, although there are times where we'll stash the stuff, like on my little boat trip that we just did, yeah, we stashed a tub of stuff in the woods first, and then we boated to near that thing, got mm-hmm. out, ran up, gotcha, dragged it for a quarter mile through the woods, okay, to our campsite, and then, yep. so stuff like that. If we were hiking in, hiking in, we would probably just use the little like screw on to, to screw on the top right. burner thing.
1: I called that one time, you know, you know, you've, you've seen those, right? Mm-hmm. And like the classic one is the, I think it's an MSR pocket rocket. It's mm-hmm. the red triangular plastic thing that the carrying case with it in it. it is called a pocket rocket. And <laughs> sounds I, like a sex toy. I know. So I'm in the like REI or whatever and, and was asking about the red rocket, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I just thought was funny because yeah. I realized a little later and like, I don't know, it, it's funny because i said it and it was actually awkward like mm-hmm. the person who like heard it it was like uncomfortable they weren't like down with the joke they didn't get it. it wasn't trying to be a joke but then it became the joke but they didn't want a joke so
0: Yeah. the red rocket the red <laughs> rocket the red rocket pocket rocket
1: yeah even pocket rocket like even that
0: even that <laughs> So, what about you? What So, what are what are your gear recommendations? So, the inflatable pad is a clear upgrade. Huge upgrade.
1: Yep. Definitely do that. And as you get older, I mean, I'm surprised you're not already too old for it, for the just the, the
0: pad. I think I am yeah. too old for it because like I hurts. like a hammock where yeah. I don't yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know? Yep. Yes. Um, but it's been a little bit since I slept in a tent, so I don't exactly remember how bad it feels. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think see. it'll
1: feel worse. Like... I think in everyone's tent camping life, it's just a just the best way to to like gauge how old you are.
2: Yeah, just sleeping it on, feels the on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. And then I do a normal pillow, and then I have a bag. But like, I, I we probably talked about this, but at some point, at one point, we had separate camping gear. Like we had like car camping gear. Mm-hmm and then and backpacking, then like backpacking gear. gear yeah and the backpack stuff is usually characterized by it. like it's more expensive it's really lightweight mm-hmm. and it's not and you sacrifice some comfort mm-hmm. but then we realized that like we kind of just like having one set of gear and if you get like good backpacking stuff you can still have like a good amount of comfort
0: do you use like a backpacking tent like one of those weird tents
1: yes solely like, like one of those like tent.
0: single layer like single layer. So r- hardcore like AT backpackers. Yeah. We'll use these um, these ultra lightweight tents that are rather than having like a tent and then a fly. Right. It's like a single layer waterproof tent.
1: Yeah. Not that. That is extremely okay. hardcore. And I don't think that's even very common among backpackers. Like I've seen like some I know what you're talking about that z-pack tents yeah like, like that's the craziest stuff and like your tent poles the, yeah or your, your tent hiking poles, poles are your hiking poles right yeah. that is totally the next level and i've definitely looked into it but straight up one of those they're like 650 things, thing. dollars. exactly yeah. they literally cost that much and they don't even have tent poles you're like what not only the they don't have poles,
0: it's like out of the thinnest material ever no fly you're yeah, getting all this no condensation because there's no venting totally so you just get like wet yeah and it's it's a terrible experience for a couple of ounces. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty crazy. We I have, like for the longest time, I just had, you know, a vented one, you know, where the, but small, like very small mm-hmm. backpacking size, you know. Um, and yeah, but it's a little heavy. It's actually like four and a half pounds or something. Um, so we just upgraded to a three person backpacking tent. That's only three and a half pounds that, you know, you just pay more money. Mm-hmm. to get it's like a marmot whatever mm-hmm. the other one's like a eureka thing mm-hmm. but anyway backpacking tents are so cool because they're like super lightweight the, you know what's my favorite part about a backpacking tent what the, is your favorite part? if you your tent my tent what is the bag for your tent when you pack it in when you like, like, like roll up your tent like is it frustrating
0: for a for like a a collapsible chair
1: okay great so you probably don't have an issue with it Just slides right in yeah okay I mean, for the longest time, like, I think this is the case with a lot, like, a lot of the cheaper tier of tent, mm-hmm. like, definitely at your Ozark Trail tent and mm-hmm. your Coleman tent, these are the tents that the zipper sucks, and you can never fit it back in that little thing. The little no, case. these
0: are nice. This is a nice so Field and Stream, yeah, field and I, stream got, is... I got a lot of good shit to say about Field and Stream. You know, I've got a real issue here, which is that our Field and Stream is yeah. no longer a Field and Stream. It's now we a sportsman's this. warehouse.
1: We did, oh, dude, we did a whole, a whole bit on Field and Stream. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious and you, damn it dude and I don't even have any new stuff. content in my Me brain it's all recycled bullshit we've said all this stuff
0: a hundred yeah, times we need to look, we need to get into some new hobbies so that we can have keep doing the podcast I know oh mm. man mm.
1: well dude whatever. if
0: you're listening to this podcast and you're sick <laughs> of hearing us talk about camping and outdoor gear you know why it's because you don't camp so get your ass to the woods and camp seriously and then you'll be into it camping is so good so one of the nice things about the tent it's covid what else are you gonna fucking
1: do i mean this is great
0: delta variants back baby like get to the woods get to the woods run to the hills get thee to the forest get to the
1: forest um i'm gonna keep going here daniel because i keep i've been streamlining my camping
0: setup Uh for like my whole life streamlining yeah
1: and here's another tip that i got i'm interested to hear your opinion my latest Mm -hmm. opinion is no breakfast while camping well breakfast no cooked breakfast you have a one box of dried frosted mini wheats.
2: <laughs> you really like to suck
0: the joy out of things, don't you, Caleb? I just...
2: Okay. It's you're like real, you're yeah. like Thoreau.
0: You're like Thoreau in that you want to suck the marrow out of life and then spit it on the ground. Uh, you're like <laughs> I give um, me mini wheats. Yes, I actually love mini, eight wheat. eight mini wheats. Charlotte hates me for that. Every time we're at the store, I'll like shamefully grab a box of mini wheats and put it in the cart, and she's like, "Ew, that's disgusting." <laughs> Daniel,
1: you pick your poison. You pick your cereal, but this is how it goes, and I'm going to now apply this to all of life. Here's my new philosophy: every day for breakfast, you eat a box of dry, not the whole box. You eat dry cereal from a box directly from the box there's no dishes there's nothing that needs to be refrigerated it's relatively cheap if you get the the value brands and it applies to living camping and traveling what do you think
0: i like i like liking things too much
1: or bacon again
0: i I just i just (laughs) like liking things i spent
1: so much time
0: enjoying life and you're over it now
1: egg (laughs) carton soggy egg cartons in your freaking cooler and the bacon buried at the bottom
0: yeah well don't put the bacon on the bottom
1: and the whole bit and then you dirty all this stuff in the morning Mm -hmm. and it takes forever
0: yeah but you get to eat breakfast delicious breakfast
1: yeah i don't know man i guess i've just fell out of love with it i'm now like oh this is great all i have to pack is a box of cereal yeah, and then I hear you. Breakfast is just checkmarked, you know? I hear and then here's the other hack. Sausage. Like age. not like knock you on your butt pork grease sausage, but like chicken's like spinach feta sausage or something. Mhm. And just bring those for your meals basically. Mhm. And the like easy salad kit put, that you just put mm-hmm. together and then you're good to go.
0: It's pretty good. Cuz sausage pretty. is like the
1: easiest thing to cook ever, you know?
0: Pretty good. Yeah, it is easy to cook and, it's and you And don't feel
1: like garbage. Like, if you're just down in hot dogs the mm-hmm. whole weekend, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's a couple, a couple of my latest things. Simplify. These are you know? a few of my favorite things. They're, let me tell you. I have two things Please. to say, Daniel. Yeah. You know when you're on a plane? Yep. And there's a guy sitting on the plane. Picture mm-hmm. this. Old guy mm-hmm. sitting on a plane. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a three-hour flight, three-and-a-half-hour mm-hmm. flight, domestic flight. Mm-hmm. You get on the plane. You got your, your neck pillow hmm you got your earbuds of course you might have your laptop charged maybe your ipad ready some ozark downloaded you have podcasts downloaded you have albums downloaded because you don't want to be stuck in the middle of the air without content right sure you're with me here
0: i this sleep is... on planes but
1: yeah sure that's crazy i don't know how you do that for the guy who can't sleep you can sleep on planes
0: yes well it's because i don't sleep before the flight i don't sleep the night before any flight
1: okay that's interesting. I tried that once and it failed miserably. I was just exhausted and couldn't sleep, and then uh, I got to my destination without sleep. But good for you, man. That's the dream, Daniel. You're on a plane. This is the story for a lot of people. Am I right?
2: Yes. Most. No, of the I've t- been that guy. It's
1: all about st- you're, It's all stress to not be like bored out of your face on yep. the plane, yep. right? And then you got like an old dude mm-hmm. who has nothing, and he just gets on the plane, he just sits down. Magazine. Maybe, maybe not, mm-hmm. and just sits there content for three mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I see that, and I go, "This." What does that man know? This yeah. is the master.
0: Yeah. yeah, like let me learn at his feet. Right, th- exactly. Like yeah. this
1: is guru status stuff. Yeah, this is not an ordinary person. Uh huh. This is somebody with wisdom beyond human capability. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? I do. But this is a guy on every flight. I think. Yeah right yep so that i just i wanted to pause and say that Uh uh-huh okay so now that we've said
0: that so when that guy's on the flight and the um the sky the sky Waitron, yeah approaches with the big cart and says would you like a snack and a drink do you think that guy goes do you have any dry frosted mini wheats (laughs)
1: uh probably do you have a mini box of frosted mini wheats
0: that i could eat dry the driest (laughs) food in the entire history of foods could i just eat that dry right here and now because i simply cannot abide a roasted peanut i must have a dry mini wheat
1: you know here's the thing daniel yeah i'm gonna throw this out there mini wheats yeah put in your mouth yeah they're dry i'm gonna give that to you (laughs) you're not removing liquid from your body though what do you mean you're removing liquid from your mouth true but your mouth adapts they send more you know saliva but i guess you know what i
0: mean like it's not like i'm removing liquid from my body right but a, a dry mini wheat is full of little splinters (laughs) You have to wet it to soften up the splinters or else you're just eating a box of matches.
1: That's true. But you know what? When you get into the groove, you forget that it's crazy dry. Like, for real. It's like just sitting down to a box of matzah. You know? Plain ass matzah. (laughs) That's what it is. You get in the groove. It's gross. Okay. Well, Daniel, here's where I'm going with the guy on the plane. Yeah. I'm going with... There's... The equivalent of camping guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I camp with my cousin, John, mm-hmm. who I think is so much like you in a thousand ways. And I've said that you guys should hang out. But he rolls up with a backpacking bag. Everything he brought camping is in or attached to this pack. Mm-hmm. It is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I roll up with a freaking like a pack mule <laughs> with every freaking thing you could imagine. You got a nice yep. big comfy chair. Yep. You got the stove, you got the propane, you got the cutlery, The that whole crate in itself, then the snacks, mm-hmm. then the dried mini-wheats, mm-hmm. then the cooler stuff, the beers, the list goes on, the whole tent situation, all the hobbies, you got to have fishing gear, like before you know it, you know what I'm saying? I know. But here saying. is John with a single pack.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah, is the guru. Uh, you're not wrong. Did John bring food with him? Did John he bring hit. his own meals? Yep, in his pack. O- what I did he eat? Many for weeks? like. For <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he brought a little mess kit, like a Boy Scout mess kit, uh huh, and and a little pocket rocket, red rocket stove, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I had like oatmeal, and he cooked up like he's a vegetarian, so he had some like vegetarian patties that he did mooch off someone else's cooler, I think, for like one thing maybe. Yeah but no he brings his own like ready to make coffee stuff he even yeah i think he had a, like a little espresso pot thing you know those little mm-hmm. espresso iron thing Like a french press no you know the the little metal looking thing uh yeah i know what you the mean. little espresso machine that's mm-hmm. metal
0: <laughs> yeah the little percolator thing
1: i could go with the description of yeah i know what you're
0: talking about yeah yeah it looks like, like it's really uh, polygonal. Yes, a lot of yeah. faces.
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. And it it looks like you could grind pepper with it or something. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, Daniel. I mean, this is trailing off, but that's, that's sort of what I got here. Okay. So I mean, I'm I'm fine with all that kind of. Um, dried up here.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely of the opinion that there are two types of camping. Right. There's utilitarian camping, and then there's like, yeah. I was just listening to a podcast with Merlin Mann, one of my all-time heroes. Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. And he was talking about a a trip. And he said one of the wisest things I've ever heard someone say. It's important to know whose trip it is. Hmm. You know? Is this my trip? Or is this someone else's trip? Oh, You know? And when it's my trip, when it's my trip, it's all about having all the knots pre-tied, having being able to set up and break down in 30 seconds either way yeah you know low impact low weight like a bag with all my tent stuff in it or all my hammock stuff in it strap it up between two trees start a fire i'm good to go you know yeah um this is a different type of camping this is a type of camping that's involving a dog yep there's going to be a dog there.
1: This is classic American recreation camping. Like
0: we're paying for land to put a tent on. I haven't. Yeah. All of the camping I've done this year has been illegal. I have not camped anywhere legally in 2021. Um, there you go. This is the first time you? I'm legally going to camp. Um, and it's not my trip. You know, it's important yep. to know whose trip it is. And in this case, my, my job is to set up and be helpful and tie the knots that need to be tied yep. and make sure that the dog doesn't get into a fight with another dog and uh, yep. sing songs around the campfire. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know. You know what I'm interested to hear? What, what are you interested to hear? I think I've
1: learned that I don't really love camping alone with Hannah. It's a little bit Because you hate your wife. Exactly. We do everything together. We have a great time and I never feel this way. But camping, I kinda feel this way. Yeah. Where like you get all set up and you're sitting there and you're twiddling. And, like, your what thumbs are we and about? you're like, what yeah, like we we talk all the time. Like I don't yeah. you know, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. we got the fire you know, we could do a fire, but you know, we're just gonna be t- talking. Yeah. <laughs> we always talk.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: We no. we both kind of learned that. We bailed from a camping trip once. Like we were like boring. one day in and we're like, this is just boring. Let's just go like, to, we went to Ellicottville and like got an Airbnb and went like to like uh, beer places and whatnot because it's just way more fun, you know? Yeah, Charlotte was saying something. But the whole solitude thing We, were, we were
0: like, so we're camping tonight and tomorrow night. Two nights of sleep. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Well, the whole day in between, you know? And Charlotte was like, uh, something, something. But then we would have to go into town. And I was like, Mm. Charlotte. Oh, dude, we're going into town. We're going into town. (laughs) It's like, what do you think we're going to do for 48 hours or whatever? It's like,
1: the only thing to do is like take a hike. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. And that's just mind numbingly boring as well. anything you could possibly want to do is mind numbingly boring
0: yeah it's like what we're gonna do is we're gonna go there the camping is fun the setting up camp the making setting up is breaking down breaking
1: down is fun all that's fun making meals making a fire yeah that stuff's fun doing
0: the 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 chores the chores of camping are fun. (laughs) the entire time i've tried and like and then there's gonna be a little bit of like chilling by the fire that's gonna be kind of fun you know but then we're gonna go to sleep then we're gonna wake up and it's gonna be ten in the morning, say, because we no sleep. no way uh, I don't, yeah,
1: I mean when you're camping you you sleep in when you're camping too,
0: yeah, for sure, okay, but although this place maybe because not it's, in because it's in a legal, tent. It, because this, this is a break. legal campsite we have to <laughs> we have to be like shut down by ten p m oh really, yeah, or you have to be quiet by ten pm right, so you it's can like, still
1: you can still hang
0: I'm just saying like. There's no you. way that I'm going to like be awake at my normal hour, right? On this camp trip, which means we'll probably wake up a little early, dude.
1: Picture this: like, you're not sleeping until forever. Yeah. So what are you gonna do?
0: So you wake up till, so let's say, at the latest, we wake up at 10 a.m. tomorrow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wake up at 10 a.m. We don't need to cook dinner, so we cook breakfast, whatever. Say, like, we stretch everything out as long as possible. It's 12:30. We've eaten. We've done all the dishes we can do. Yeah. We've picked up around the camp. It's 1230. Great. What are we going to do with the next six hours of our lives?
1: So I planned hard for this, like, one time when we went camping. And so I had a bunch We're of spoon carving stuff. Uh, yeah, that's the answer. I had a bunch of spoon carving stuff. Yeah. So I had, like, enough to keep me kind of occupied.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, oddly, when you're spoon carving, you're not totally conversational.
0: Yeah, you're kind of focused on the spin.
1: You're a little focused. So <laughs> I had all these like hobbies and stuff going on. And Anna was just like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I put the spoon carving stuff down. And then we're like, what do we freaking do? Yeah. Hey, you want to just bail? Yeah, let's bail. But yeah, going to town is is key. Yeah. Gotta. Now we like, if we're camping alone, we bring an iPad mm-hmm. with downloaded stuff. Just like hang in the tent just to like chill out and i mean this is the TV. most anti-camping thing ever but well this is a different kind of camping it's different and If you're camping with friends it's yeah. all different it's all different. totally different there's no need to be occupied by anything it's the whole thing's occupied yep but just you and your wife miserable
0: man yeah <laughs> well we got this dog too so it's like <laughs> the dog's got to add a little bit of something add a to little it bit like something.
1: That, He's gotta take up some more time with yeah, being there. There's
0: at least a little bit of brain power dedicated to like, is this dog gonna escape from this tent? Yeah. I'm really interested to see how he does in this tent. He's so big. Like, if he wanted to leave he's as big as a bear. He's a big a, boy. A small black bear. A small like bear a, for sure. Yeah. He could he could take a black bear, I think. Agreed, um, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing. I'm also like so, they, they warned us about like it's bear season here. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm like.
1: Don't walk around with a black hoodie.
0: Well, I'm just like, should I bring a gun? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: should I bring Wait, a, gu- should I bring you're a gun? You saying it's bear season. So, I like turn. Can I bring a gun? What do you I mean by it's gun? bear season?
0: First of all, can I bring a gun?
1: You mean it's bear hunting season? Or you no, mean no, like, it's, like it's the bear, time where bears are chilling? It's the time where and... bears
0: are going to pop up in your tent.
1: They're trying to like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, I'm like no should i bring a gun can i bring a gun i
1: mean sure my brother as soon as he moved to colorado got a pistol because mm-hmm. you they just give them out yeah and so every like where he goes he's got a pistol for the bears mm-hmm. you know and granted there's grizzlies there so mm-hmm. that's a bit of a different story i i wouldn't want to chill with a grizzly but a black bear not i mean a black bear could totally mess you up yeah but a camping black bear like allegheny around here there's bears crawling all over the place yeah like crazy all over yeah. the place like you could literally go to the dumpster and just see all the bears like yeah we got bears here dumpster. too you got tons of bears but
0: i mean you, you know but like I, I don't normally the... sleep outside here's a pro tip dude. with bears well so i mean and a when few i things... have in the past i've been camping illegally and i've brought a gun
1: you know what they say like uh-huh. don't have scented stuff in your tent yes so like your toothbrush and stuff like keep toothpaste and all that mm-hmm. like keep that out of your tent and food keep that don't make your tent
0: smell like a dog
1: don't make your (laughs) tents don't make your tent smell like food Mm -hmm. um and the other thing is i mean you just put a bunch of stuff in your car that's Mm -hmm. that's like put all the other food in your car but here's a good cooler tip man every time we camp now we bring ratcheting straps Mm -hmm. and just strap your cooler cooler. no no Mm -hmm. just strap your cooler strap it closed strap it closed okay good to go that's Mm -hmm. all you need so like And this is kind of new to me we're camping with my whole family like like 18 males like extended family and everybody brings ratcheting straps and everybody's coolers are all like locked down it's just this like known thing i just think it's pretty badass like oh that's brilliant so yeah pretty cool strap it up and if you have a tote do the same thing yeah so but anyway deke yeah no if you keep your food hidden not in your tent you're gonna be fine all and I then if you have a bear, you've seen alone.
0: Yet and can bring my get?
1: Dude, you know what I think? Uh-huh. If the dude's on alone, you've seen alone. Seen alone. You have like the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. The dude's on alone. They don't. They, they just yell at the bear. Yeah, that's true. They've they never do even the had bear. to use a bow. They have cougars and wolves and bears, yeah. and they're not sweating it. Yeah. If there's true. one around their campsite, they're just like, "Hey bear,
0: hey bear," mm-hmm.
1: and then the bear just walks away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know. That's a good point. But yeah, you should buy a gun and bring it for sure.
0: Oh, I don't. I don't need to buy one. I just question whether I bring it. Ayo. ayo, ayo, um, okay, cool, good to know, good to know.
1: But you know, bear spray is a cool thing. I should have a can. Mm-hmm. I Everybody should have, should have a, a can too. of bear yeah. spray.
0: Because worst case scenario is good for perverts. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: you get a hard I tech topic itself, or what? That. I do. Are we gonna do this thing? Let's or do, do it real quick. Let's do it. Do real we quick.
1: have time to do the tech topic and edit the video? Because if we get off this and you and you pull one of those, I got to run, dude. No, no, no. no leave uh, me with the edit. How long?
0: Is you, how, I mean, is this an hour long topic? Like, what do you got?
1: Two hours minimum.
0: No, no, if this it's a, long. I, we, can, I, we can roll through it. Yeah, we'll roll through it. Let's go. Just a quick, quick yeah. doodle. Okay. Mhm.
1: You know, well, you're not setting me up for success here, Daniel. There's a lot of pressure here.
0: Just pitch the topic. I'll let you know. Okay you're using live, live wire we're doing it live wire
1: that's right you're using live wire dun 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 you you click some button that's supposed to do something and then dun 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 uh what is it you get uh, the great error corrupt payload Crush exception payload. Check bad checksum mismatch whatever and then it's like hey public properties i think that's it maybe not is that the one that's like public properties can only be i don't know whatever it attempts some explanation that's poor and this is the worst thing to debug ever because you have like no visibility into what the problem is. Correct. And so I think this leaves a lot of bodies
0: behind. Yep. So when we were building the uh, cursed uh, live wire feature at Inter-Nachi, Yeah. the, uh, the, the yeah. route model binding crazy thing. Yeah.
1: His browser
0: history. Browser history, history <laughs> route model binding nonsense yeah when we were building that internet actually, the entire thing was debugging that because yeah. we were constantly breaking checksums it was bad right so the average bear
2: mm-hmm.
1: to stick with the camping doesn't encounter this like you did because you're like hacking live wire yep but there are areas people encounter it the most common is and now like it it always has been and now it's r- kind of reared its head in a different way if you have a sorted array so if you have an array with numeric a sorted, keys disgusting
0: array a
1: sorted array uh-huh. <laughs> if you have an array with numeric keys yep but not in numeric order mm-hmm. you will get this error yeah, your you page get the will array notify. back in a different order exactly yep. the reason this happens is because in a browser json.parse mm-hmm. when you pass it a string
2: mm-hmm.
1: It will reorder these for you.
0: Yeah, I remember you that the was liberty. the solution for us was that we had to pre-sort our arrays
1: exactly. Yeah. And so Livewire does this internally. This is actually a really hard problem because it's a kind of a bummer. Like here's a constraint in Livewire: you can't have a public property with numeric keys in the array mm-hmm. and have it sorted. You just can't because mm-hmm. the only way for us to do that would be to like somehow serialize the array to preserve the order or to not use json.parse, which means we need to add to the front end, you know, size to Mm -hmm. use something more sophisticated or whatever. Sure. Um, So it's a tough problem for a lot of reasons. So now, so so we fixed this in LiveWire. LiveWire has a bunch of stuff that that basically mimics what json.parse will do before your data gets to the browser. So then... LiveWare makes the checksum, and then when the checksum comes back, it all should match. But if you use a collection, none of this stuff works because it's just the code's not written for that. Sure. Um, So whatever. That's a bug fix. I'm fixing that. But people still, so I think after we fix that, people won't encounter it nearly as much. But still, when you do encounter it, it's a huge pain, right? It's a huge pain for me. Yes. It's a terrible error. Big time
0: so it's a huge pain for you because people submit errors and they're just totally undiagnosable no even when i well even yeah when you encounter it when yeah. i encounter it i go
1: what like sometimes you, you're only guessing you yeah. know but sometimes it's complicated enough where I'm and like,
0: like you have like a lot of knowledge of what it could be most people don't
1: right i have a ton of knowledge of what it could be and i still am like oh my gosh now i have to go into that middleware thing and dd out Yep. you know you yep. know what we're talking about here all the stuff that goes into the checksum trying to figure it out. So ideally in a perfect world, you get that error and LiveWare is really smart and does its diff and goes like, here's well, here's the last data that we generated that checksum with. Here's the new data that you're, that we're you know checking it against and do a deep diff. And here's the chain, here's the differences. So fix this, mm-hmm. you know, and quick sidebar for the listener. The whole reason this exists is because LiveWare has to have security so that all the data that pertains to your component that's in the browser, somebody doesn't just tamper with it in the yep. front end and manipulate your component in a way that it shouldn't be able to. Correct. Um, we have to preserve,
0: you know, some amount of data integrity. And so the way that, that works is that you check the payload, and then you check the checksum against the payload to make sure.
1: Exactly. So, but all you have every request is the checksum that was generated from the data from the last request. Mm-hmm. You don't have the data from the last request. Mm-hmm. So you can't just do a quick diff and tell the user, hey, you know, here's your problem. Right. So you have to do don't this complicated
0: data. logging system to like dump it out and see Keep what's tracked. Yeah.
1: So, so I just, as an experiment, I just used a session. So every time that the component goes out to the front end and it sends its data and it, along with its checksum, it stores that data payload in in a session right. in the back end, in a little session key yes. with the ID of that component. yes. Then when it comes in, you can pull that. If there's an error, it can pull from that session key, and it can do the check and tell you what's up. Yes. This works. The problem with this is like that's kind of not cool. It's going to blow the session up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And the session is something that gets loaded into memory in every request. So every request is going to be penalized um yeah so i'm thinking that's like a non not happening thing um yes i want to hear so hear from oh, you
0: okay so i thought you were gonna have a solution and ask me all well
1: i day. don't have a solution i guess I, I have two things i don't have a solution i also don't have an ideal <sighs> usage like i want to know what is ideal for you given the constraints of not being able to just do this automatically okay is so, this like an artisan command you run that's like monitor payloads you know or something so like
0: that. yeah so There are multiple approaches, right? So the one approach is kind of what you're talking about, which is like some sort of a process for monitoring the payload and like checking the checksum and all this other stuff, right? Yep, yep. The other approach is make the error less bad and find a way to give more granular detail, right? Yep. So that could mean checksumming all the individual parts of the payload and
1: which would increase the size of the payload
0: right which would increase the size of the payload by however many parts there are times right, right? and so you could get super granular you could check some all the way down like a big tree right mm-hmm. which i think is unnecessary but you could just say like right, let's do one level of checksumming or two levels of checksumming or make that a configuration variable so that in prod, mm. you set the env variable of checksum level to one, right? Um, which is the default. But then in debugging, you could set the checksum level to five or whatever mm-hmm. and say like checksum five levels deep on any nested data. right? right? And then that mm-hmm. way your errors could say, well, it's this key that has changed right. yep. or it's whatever. And that would give a better error to the user.
1: That's pretty interesting, just straight up doing, yeah, going with, adding more to the payload, but only in production, or yeah, only in development.
0: Um, So the the issue, right, is that like right now your error is just something changed. Yeah. Right? And if your error instead was like something in this half of the world changed, that's twice as useful. Yep, right. Yeah. And if you could then say something in this quarter of the world changed that's four times as useful. Yeah, right? So the more specific cuz like eventually say you like check some, the whole thing all the way down. Yeah. You could then say like this key five levels deep changed. Yes. And then that would if I if it's me, I would then be able to debug that almost instantly. Um and then What you could do then is include a message along with that to say, if you don't know why this changed and you need to monitor, you can run Artisan Wire Monitor to turn on monitoring to whatever, and then that enables your sort of like session loading the last. So, if we fix, or you don't even need to, you don't even need to run it as an artisan command. It's a config variable. So it's a uh, monitor previous sessions right. is true. And you also need to have something where if ENV is prod, yeah. it throws very, very nasty warnings about that.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's tough because I, I guess my big hesitancy is adding stuff to the payload, even in development, because it'll just... Um, I don't know it's not a huge deal but it's the thing that I'm most hesitant about um, because of the overhead it adds and because of the complexity it adds like it'd be so nice to make this a completely separate system Mm -hmm. you know like if in theory we just had unlimited back end caching storage and there was no speed hit yeah which in reality it wouldn't be that bad and we could actually have a limit of like this is only going to track the latest 200 live wire requests or something or two or two I guess the scenario that is weird with that is, if you have a page with a bunch of rope with like a thousand rows, and each of them is a live work component. Mm-hmm. Not that you should, but you could. You sh- mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily that you shouldn't. You should be able to. But I to mean, have
0: like, a lot. As like long as each of them is not breaking the checksum, then we don't care, right? And like, once something breaks the checksum, then we need to like not discard the thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You really only need to track the previous request.
2: Is that true, though?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it is. Because if you load one, comp- if you have five components on a page, mm-hmm. and you do something in the top component. Sorry,
0: yeah. previous request for each component.
1: Right. I'm already doing that. But each component, like there's, it could be a lot of components on the page and components across pages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? I don't know, but maybe I'll do that honestly, if we fix the collection problem, then most like that'll remove a lot of th- this issue. I think that's mm-hmm. the cause of this issue most of the time.
0: I think the I think the um
2: I think the depth environment variable is a good thing. The depth environment variable so the
0: checksum depth so having. This is it's like a it's like a programming interview. Yeah, yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Know, you I get it's just you. like a recursion yeah. problem.
1: No, and i I think that's I think that's pretty cool. The my only issue with that is I'm changing the payload, like changing the schema of the Livewire payload, which is something I try not to touch mm-hmm.
0: because it's just such a so huge. So what if thing? Are, if there's characters that don't exist in checksums, like if checksums never include a pipe or something you could just pipe separate everything or do you know you could come up with your own kind right. of like yep yeah thing. separator. and then it's still mm-hmm. a single string
1: yep that's true that would make it that would make it easier that's into the other thing i have to consider is and i could probably do this without causing a breaking change if i
0: think really hard you could even just pass a json string full of checksums cuz it's still a string yes um
1: The only thing with that kind of thing, with any of the payload stuff, the other consideration is that LiveWire, people who have LiveWire sessions, then they upgrade LiveWire and deploy. And so like, there's a new LiveWire version mid-page. Everybody's apps are going to break, you know, everybody's live apps will break. Which is always a risk when you're deploying, you want to like, you know, yeah, you want to kill sessions when you're deploying, but... Uh, but you also don't want to kill your user sessions. You want to prevent that from happening. So to just do that every time is a little heavy handed. So those are the considerations with stuff like that is I almost consider it a breaking change if it breaks someone's app who loaded at an older version of LiveWire and then the LiveWire version changed before they reloaded the page. Yeah. Woes of having a something that uses pages, well, long running pages. Yeah. But whatever, I think I'm happy with this. I have a few ideas. I don't think we're going to find a silver bullet. And we're way over time for both of us. So I'll release you. Daniel, great podcast. Um, Also, this episode, we forgot to say, is brought to you by Jack Link's Teriyaki Jerky Chew. Looks like dip, feels like dip. Tastes like jerky. Highly recommended. Okay. Signing
2: off. Uh oh. Oh boy. Okay. Haven't heard a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow, dude. Good for you, bro. Awesome. Love it. Love to hear it. Um, It's time for the music,
1: the outro music. Cueing it now.